This is Honest Homeopathy, where we are empowering mamas everywhere to care for their families. The information in this podcast is to be used for educational purposes only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor. I am not a physician, nor am I prescribing or making health care decisions for you. Welcome back to Honest Homeopathy. It's great to be back with you, and I hope you've had an awesome week. Welcome to everyone who is new to the podcast, and welcome back to all of my faithful listeners. So thankful to have each and every one of you here today. This week, we are going to be discussing our remedy of the week, as well as take an honest look at the remedies that I've been using in my own home and for my family this week, which are quite a few. <laughs> we will wrap up this episode with an additional sort of natural and holistic tip that you can easily implement into your own life. Our remedy of the week is Ignatia. The Latin name for this remedy is Ignatia Amara. And the key word to remember to associate with this remedy is emotions. Again, the key word is emotions. Ignatia is a remedy that's made from the fruit of a small tree, the trees native to the Philippines and some parts of China. The fruit on the tree is about the size and shape of what we know as a pear, and inside of the fruit there are pods or beans. The beans are actually what the homeopathic remedy Ignatia is derived from. And the fruit is poisonous in its original form, but rendered safe after it's gone through the homeopathic preparation process. Like we mentioned, the key word to associate with this remedy is emotions. This is because this is the remedy that really should come to your mind anytime there is emotional upset. So these type of emotions can include grief, shock, fear, anger, depression, even embarrassment. So it's really numerous the amount of emotions that this remedy actually helps with. There are physical ailments that this remedy can be used for, but oftentimes the physical ailments come as a result of some emotional upset, such as maybe a headache because of a time of anger or grief, or someone who bites the inside of their cheeks because of nervousness, or they might have digestive issues because of fright. All of these things revolve around emotions and them affecting and how they affect the body. Oftentimes, this is a remedy that's used to help women who are specifically highly sensitive and emotional. So they might easily cry and have nervous tendencies. Another symptom of a woman who might need this remedy is that she is frigid when it comes to sexual desire. She really has no desire, and as a woman, We know that our desire for intimacy is often closely tied to our emotions, so that makes sense that this is why Ignatia could help this issue. So women who suffer from anxiety should also consider Ignatia. Although we have talked a lot about this remedy being great for the emotions of women, it can also be beneficial for others as well. So this remedy can help children and teenagers who might experience anxiety or demonstrate like anxious behaviors in their lives. It has been known to actually help people who suffer from PTSD. So this could be like servicemen or emergency service workers. 
as well as for caregivers who are experiencing stress and anxiety while taking care of a loved one who's in poor health. So if you're really worried about someone you're having to care for and take care of, it might be sort of a dire situation and you have a lot of, you know, stress or grief or nervousness about that particular situation, Ignatia could be good for you. Ignatia is actually the number one remedy to think of if you've experienced the emotional shock of grief and loss. So this could include the loss of maybe a spouse or a family member, friend. It can even be the loss of a pet, as well as it might not be the death of someone, but maybe the loss of a romantic relationship, someone you really loved and cared about, and that relationship ended. There's a grief that's associated with that as well. So Ignatia helps the individual to process their grief or disappointment in a healthy way. Something interesting that's um, very noticeable and very specific to individuals who can benefit from the remedy Ignatia is that the people that usually react well to taking Ignatia they're very sensitive to coffee as like a stimulant and the smell of tobacco smoke pretty much disgusts and repels them. Like they, it's a very strong disgust of tobacco smoke. So just keep those two things in mind as well. I encourage you to read more about this remedy and definitely have it in your medicine cabinet. The emotions that we've discussed today that it helps are ones that we are pretty much all destined to experience at some point in our lives. And I can speak from experience that it's definitely helped me during seasons of heightened and extra sensitive emotions. It's definitely a remedy that I would count in my top 10 of homeopathic remedies. Now we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsor. Welcome back. So we have taken some time to learn about our remedy of the week, which is Ignatia. Now we're going to take an honest look at the homeopathy that I've been using in my home over the past week. I've continued to take my cell salt protocol that I've mentioned in previous episodes for pregnancy. I'm now in my seven month of pregnancy. So Nat Myrrh is now part of this month's protocol rotation. So this cell salt is really beneficial to help with the distribution of water and fluid in the body. So think about things like amniotic fluid levels, as well as helping your body not to swell so much during pregnancy. I know a lot of women dread um, just how their feet and ankles and other parts of their body can swell. So this is a cell salt that can help with that. Another remedy that I took this week was for another pregnancy-related symptom. So I developed an area on my groin, like where my leg meets my torso, just right in that sort of crevice area, that it was swollen. And it didn't hurt, but it itched pretty bad. And to be honest, my belly has gotten so big that I can't actually see that area <laughs> of my body. So I asked my husband to tell me what it looked like. And he said it was swollen and it was bluish in color like a vein. After doing some research, I realized that it was probably a varicose vein. Apparently, these are more common during a woman's second pregnancy and can be found sort of in the groin area. Who knew? <laughs> I didn't. But um, I did some homeopathic research and found that the remedy CarboVeg can be extremely helpful for these specific types of varicose veins. So I took a dose and it has helped. So it's still a little swollen, but it hasn't really itched at all. So I've kept this remedy 
handy at my little remedy station on my dresser in case I have another flare-up during the rest of my pregnancy. From what I've read, they say that these kinds of varicose veins go away about three months after giving birth. So fingers crossed here <laughs> that it goes away. But in the meantime, that remedy CarboVeg really seemed to help. Lastly, me and my husband both took the wonderful remedy combo of aconite and bryonia this week because we both thought we might be coming down with something. I have mentioned this in previous podcasts, but if you don't have these two medicines in your cabinet, definitely make sure you get them. So these work best when taking at the first sign of sickness and you take them together. It's when you feel just a little bit off, like something's not right. Our family has taken them several times this winter when we have felt this way, and thankfully we have not come down with anything yet. So I definitely recommend having those two remedies on hand. As you can tell, our family has had to use several remedies throughout this week. So this is why it is so important to have a variety of remedies on hand because you really never know what's going to come up in a given week. And it's always best to have those remedies that you need at your access. For this week's natural and holistic living tip, I actually want to talk about mental and emotional health. Obviously, you know that homeopathy is a go-to for me, and we talked about a key remedy today, Ignatia, to help with our emotional health in a variety of situations, but I also want to share with you sort of my top five ways of keeping my emotions in a healthy place. And obviously, this list is not exhaustive, but these are just things that I have learned throughout my life that help me personally, and maybe they can help you too. Number one, get off of social media and turn off the news. These are two things that I have removed from my life and I can't even begin to tell you the difference it's made. So I quit watching the news years ago and this year specifically, I deleted my social media accounts. I didn't necessarily delete them for an emotional reason. I really deleted them because I wanted to make better use of my time during the day, but I definitely know that this has helped my emotions as well. So what we put into our minds on a daily basis really affects our emotions. So if we are constantly consuming messages of fear or discontentment, our emotions will follow suit. So I really encourage you to consider this tip. If you aren't ready to give these up completely, maybe at least try taking a break to see how you feel. Also, make sure to replace the time you would be listening to or looking at these things with something more uplifting, positive, or educational. Number two, limit caffeine and sugar intake. These two substances do much more to us emotionally than we like to admit. A lot of people are like, oh, I can handle it. No, you really can't. <laughs> so my birthday was this past week, and I got a banana milkshake to celebrate don't get me wrong, it was delicious and I loved every bite of it. But the next day, I could feel the negative effects that sugar had on my emotions. I'm just not used to having that much sugar in my body. I felt on the verge of tears and probably needed a dose of Ignatia, honestly. <laughs> so try to limit these two substances and see if you feel more stable in your emotions. Number three, get some exercise and preferably exercise that's outdoors. Research has shown that just 30 minutes a day of moderate exercise can be more beneficial 
than mild allopathic medications to help treat symptoms of depression. So some people love to work out. And I agree, the more you do it, the more you do enjoy it. But for me, a workout is more about my mental health than about making my physical body look good. So years ago, I realized how much it helped me to balance my emotions and made my whole outlook of my day just feel better. So usually my workout is as simple as some yoga and a walk. It really doesn't have to be intense or complicated. I also encourage you to get outside and breathe fresh air. So I'm a huge proponent of getting outdoors whenever possible. Pretty much as long as it's not pouring out rain, we're going outside at some point during the day. It really does help your mental and emotional outlook, but it's also great for your overall physical health to be outdoors. Number four, get enough sleep. You have heard me talk about this on previous podcasts, and you will probably hear me talk about it on future ones as well. I will preach sleep to everyone I come in contact with. Sleep is key to our emotions and mental health. If you're having a day when you're feeling off, consider how much sleep you've been getting or how your sleep was the night before. For me, I can often associate feelings of overwhelm with not getting sufficient sleep. And I get it. There are going to be periods of times in your life where you might not get as much sleep. Like whenever I have a newborn, I'm sure I won't be getting as much sleep as I am now. But you can believe that I will be doing everything I can to try to fit like little naps in during the day when the baby sleeps or whatever I can do to make sure I'm trying to get as much sleep as possible. So try to have a set bedtime and to stick to it. Number five, serve others. So this is something that my mom taught me years ago, and it has proven true so many times in my life. When there are days that I feel overwhelmed or maybe emotionally burnt out, if I consider someone else and do something for them, it really changes my perspective and my outlook on my own situation. The saying is true, there is always someone who has it worse than you. So this doesn't diminish the validity of your feelings and emotions, but when we switch our thinking to others, It can help us get out of our funk. So this might be as simple as sending a card in the mail or making someone a meal or possibly going to visit them in their home for a little while. It's amazing how caring for others can bring joy to your own life. I know none of these five things are truly profound, but I believe if we put these simple things into practice, we can live emotionally healthier lives. If you're looking to learn more about homeopathy, I want to tell you about a free learning opportunity called Homeo Summit. This is a free five-day homeopathy webinar. I encourage you to sign up to get reminders for registration. The registration will be actually opening on February 22nd, and the website is www.homeosummit.com. I'll include the link in the show notes for easy access. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to encourage any of my listeners, if you have any questions or you have a homeopathy success story, I'd love for you to share that with me. I would love for you also to possibly be a guest on our podcast so you can share that with our listeners. Please feel free to reach out to me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. 
Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast. I know I say this every week, and I don't want to sound redundant or like I'm begging for reviews, but really, this is the way that we get the message of homeopathy out into the world, and we can really spread this podcast. Just a quick recap of today's show. Our remedy of the week is Ignatia, and the key word to remember is emotions. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. This is Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for listening. Mamas everywhere, I hope you feel empowered to care for your family. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. We have a new podcast coming out every Monday to help you on your journey of homeopathy. I'll see you next time.